1: Hello, folks. It's David here, and I would just like to take a moment to ask you to go and check out our sponsors, NordVPN. Internet security, very important. I'm sure it's something that you're concerned about as well. Me, I like to know that I'm the person in control of my data. I live on my phone, and the amount of stuff I do on it, from banking to documents to private messaging, I need to know is secure. We all know that there are bad people out there who will come in and uh, try and get our details and uh, spend our money for us. NordVPN prevents that, especially if you're using public Wi-Fi's or you're using Wi-Fi's away from your home. If you use NordVPN, you are safe and protected. It also allows you to take short holidays to places if that's ever required. It's a brilliant product. I use it every day and highly recommend it. And you can get a tremendous offer if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand that's nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand or use the code heart and hand to get up to 70% off your nordvpn plan you'll also get one additional month for free risk-free with nord it's 30 day back money uh, 30 day money back guarantee so all you need to do if you don't like it is just say nope and you'll get your money back so go and check them out as i say it's very important you'll get peace of mind go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand. <laughs>
2: Good evening, welcome back to Heart and Hand Extra, I am your host Adam Thornton, I am delighted to report that we have made it, it was a struggle but we got there, the international break is gone and we have a monumental fortnight ahead of us with Sunday's league game against Celtic, a Braga final with St Mirren away sandwiched in between and then of course a small matter of a Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic on Easter Sunday. Joining me for this show tonight is the one of the only people I know who international football isn't a chore for. We have Ross Hutton. How are you? I'm very
3: good, Adam. Thank you. Looking forward to a big, big two weeks, a big month um, starting on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to get interesting.
2: It absolutely is going to get interesting. And to talk about just how interesting it is going to get, we also have Laura Lothian. Laura, hello.
0: Hello, I'm here. I survived the international break.
2: Congratulations! We got through it. We did get through it. Okay, so um, as we have no game to review, given the international break, uh, this will be a slightly shorter show than usual, and we will focus all our attention on Sunday's game against Celtic. Before we do, it's worth saying that, as I'm sure you're all no doubt aware, Rangers announced they would indeed be cancelling the friendly in Australia in November. Obviously, I think this is is great news for the overwhelming majority of you listening. Sounds like there may be some legalities to go through, um, kind of par for the course with Rangers, I think. But if there has been uh, a delay in payments planned, etc., that seems a pretty good reason for cancelling something that pretty much none of the fans want anyway. Uh, I'm sure we haven't had the last of it, but we definitely won't be going to play in it. Um, and fingers crossed we can get something else organised for that time slot in the future. Anyway, moving on to the actual football, uh, if that's all right. Uh, huge game on Sunday, as we've said. Rangers trail Celtic by three points and a points worth of goal difference as things stand. Uh, The manager didn't get us off to a good start in terms of news for the fortnight. Confirmed at today's press conference that unfortunately Alfredo Morelos won't make the game and quite possibly could be out for a few weeks. Ross, a huge blow. Um, As I said above, the biggest fortnight I can remember uh, in terms of crucial games one after the other, well Alfie hasn't always had the most success against Celtic in terms of goals, we know what he brings to these type of games. And it goes without saying that we always miss him when he's not there.
3: Oh, you can't overstate it. And that's the thing. We have not had to go through this too much with his Rangers career because he never really gets injured. This is the first major injury that he's had that will keep him out for... I think what Gio said, a prolonged period of time. So it couldn't have came at a worse time for, for himself, for the club, for for us as fans. We've not had, like you said, a running games like this back-to-back where it is just so crucial. I mean, in the next two weeks we could be right in the middle of a title race, well we are, but you know what I mean, right in the heat of it, we could be going for a European semi-final, but we'll be going for a Scottish Cup final as well, should we should we beat Celtic at Hamden, so it's massive and listen, we'll come to talk about the kind of other options we can have in there, now in, in the immediate short term on Sunday, that's one thing, but then you're asking a lot of these players going forward and especially in, in Europe I think Morelos is an absolute star for us in Europe, he's a large part of the reason why we have gotten to this stage, we're we can talk about going up against Braga or dreaming of a European semi final and possibly beyond. And on Sunday for the title race, you want your best players available for that at all times. And listen, we can try and be a beating it positive and I, I, think, I think we try and will be. I don't think that we quote unquote need Morelos uh, to beat Celtic. I think we do have the other options there in terms of the talent, but you want your best players available. And if you're not going to have that, it's a massive blow, not just for Sunday, Adam, but, but going forward as well.
2: I think that's the key thing. Obviously, it's one game at a time and all focuses on Sunday and it's really bad for that. But um Europe, um, Morelos absolutely excels. I think he'll be gutted himself if he can't make those games. Uh fingers crossed it is not as bad as, as first feared. But when the manager says probably a couple of weeks, I think we could take that as as the minimum. But we will see. We live in we live in hope, but I think it's pretty clear he will be out for for Sunday. Laura it is a huge blow, I'm sure you agree. Um do you think we'll be able to cope with the loss? Is it as simple as just Kamar Roof coming in to, to play up front? What's your, your thoughts on that overall?
0: Um as people probably know, I'm a huge fan of Kamar Roof as a as a player, and I was delighted when we signed him. However, I don't necessarily think he offers the same as Alfie. Like Alfie kinda kinda play can play up the front and he can create things for himself. So I think Alfie being out kind of puts a bit more Bonus, if you like, onto the likes of Tavernier or Bassey or even the likes of whoever's going to play in that attacking midfield role to actually open up and create opportunities. Oh, and Kent, of course, Kent, uh, to open up and create opportunities for Kamarov because he's not going to be holding up and rolling off defenders and making his own, his own opportunities. We need to make them for him he's kind of a, a bit more like a penalty box striker that will just take, gets a chance and he takes it instead of the completely opposite to how Alfie actually plays. So I think it's like a whole team thing. needs to Everyone needs to pull together to support Ruth as opposed to if it doesn't go our way blaming Ruth when he's not had the proper service. I think you've seen
3: that at Parkhead earlier on this season as well. You can have Morelis and I think you know, hit the, the nail on the head there a lot. Morelis is the kind of player he can give the ball to, and he'll ragdoll defenders and create chances for himself. Now, obviously, he still needs the service. That's a large part of the, the reason why he has the amount of goals that he has for us. But you're right, you can give the ball to Morelis. He can be that kind of rampaging force that Kamara just isn't. They're different types of players. I have long been on the bandwagon myself that I think in the penalty box, Kamar Roof is our best striker. He's the one who I'd always want the ball to fall to. So he's that kind of portrait He's his instincts. His movement off the ball is incredible. We've seen that in the last couple of weeks. Against Aberdeen, he comes on, gets the goal, makes a difference away to Dundee as well. So we've seen his importance he's in a good run of form. But you're right in saying it's an entire team thing. We will need to adapt our game to that. And like you said, maybe create chances for Kamar Ruff in the way that Morelos can often
2: fashion them themselves. I think that's the point that you just said, they're creating chances for themselves. I think at points over the last five years, we've relied on Morelos to do that, possibly as a crutch. Um, And I think only really at points last season when when Morelos wasn't playing um, did we see um, the rest of the team step up. We had our field running from deep, we had Kent chipping in, Ruth chipped in. Um, as well, but it's all about getting support up to him and I think the Parkhead game is a good example. Kamar Roof didn't have a very good game, but we didn't play in a way that suits Kamar strengths. We, we gave the ball to Kent and asked him to beat five men and put a ball into the box. That, it's not going to work for Roof. It's all about us getting the ball, as far as I'm concerned, getting the ball to Roof in a way that allows him to play his good game. It's, it's pointless, I think, bemoaning the fact that Roof isn't Morelos. We have to... Um, Get bodies, get legs, in about roof. Let them. His movement is really, really good, and he is still he is good outside the box. I think this. I completely take your point, Ross. In the penalty area, he's the number one for me, but he's not hopeless outside the penalty area uh, either. It's it's not a it's not a case of he's a penalty box striker, and that that's it. But what he doesn't have is is pace and physicality that the, the physicality that Marialoss has. So we need to get runners up to him. Um, and it can't just be one-dimensional. Let's punt the ball up and see what he can do against two strong centre-halves, because that is never, ever going to work. It is all about the other players that play round about him. Um, and that brings me on to my next point, then. Uh, I think everyone is is pretty comfortable with eight or nine of the picks in the starting eleven. I think we know McGregor will play. Uh, I think we know we're going to have Tavernier, Goldson uh, and Bassey uh, at centre-half. Um, what about the defence? Ross, I'm going to come to you first. What about the the fourth defender? It looks like Kyogo will be fit for the game or at the very least available for it. Um, do you think that changes the manager's opinion in terms of whether uh, Balogun or Hellander, partner Goldson, do you think one is more suited to that specific challenge than the other? Um, obviously, we have Braga in midweek um, and while it is always one game at a time, we are probably acutely aware that both of them probably can't manage two games in the row just now and Helander can't play in Braga because he's not registered. So um, is it a case of one game for each and therefore does does Helander come in by default or would you be picking him anyway to deal with this challenge? What's your thoughts there?
3: Well, this is why I'm quite glad that I'm not the Rangers manager because this is where you really go and earn your money, isn't it? Now, Balogun played, played both games for, for Nigeria Nigerian international break as well. I think that is something you need to take into consideration because he's not, you know as young and as fit as he he might like to be. We can't ask him to go and play Celtic, two international games, then Celtic, then Bragg, and then possibly come back in for St Mirren. Hollander will need to play at least least one of those, maybe away to St Mirren next week. When you're asking about, does that change the manager's thinking? Well, possibly, because I think it does need to be a wee bit horses for courses. Now, Balogun has a level of pace that maybe Hollander doesn't have, although I've never really bought into the the whole myth that Hollander is as slow as a week in the Jail. He's not, really, when you watch me, his recovery pace is quite good. I love Hollander. I think, I think you all know that. I think him and Goldson is, is our best central defensive partnership, but Gio does seem to like Balogun. I think he does prefer him uh, there to, to Hollander. We personally, I've attempted to go with Balogun. Um, I think given how, how fresh he is, how you know he has played two international games there yes like i said but he is sharp i don't think that's in any kind of doubt play him there obviously hollander's not available for thursday and then put him in against smith and then give uh, Balogun the time off there it's a tough one because if it goes wrong if he does pick and he does look leggy and he doesn't look as as fit and as sharp as what i'd hope he'd like to be then yeah you'll absolutely get criticism hence why i'm saying i'm glad it's maybe not me calling those shots but i would be tempted to go for a there with possibly the the option of having extra cover, depending on what formation we we'll line up with, but that's a maybe a different
2: conversation. It sure is, um, uh, and that's an interesting thing that we don't always think about now. We're very conceivable that we can change formation mid-game. I can't imagine uh three at the back against Celtic, personally, just based on what we've had over the last few years, but it is certainly something that we've seen, we've seen can happen, and this is the type of game, at some point that you might think, yep, that could be that could be useful given uh, the we assume um, pace that Celtic will will start with. So it's it's interesting. I can't call a few things in terms of the tactics, but Laura, what about you in terms of that centre half pairing? Um, I think this time last year, even most people would have said hundred percent Hellander for this this type of game, but he has st- struggled. The right word, I'm not sure, but he has looked a little bit slow in terms of getting back up to, to fitness here and Balogun has has played very well when he has been called upon this season, albeit injuries are a bit of an issue there as well.
0: Yeah, again, Holanda was a player that at the start of the season I was really starting to like quite a lot, but unfortunately obviously got that injury. And you're absolutely right, he hasn't looked he hasn't looked anywhere near what we've seen of him before in the couple of games we've seen him back since he got that knee injury. Um, I haven't thought about the logistics of how many games we've got coming up um, in, in the same way that Ross has but my choice for this game would be Balogun I think that's, it's just who I would go with I think we need to do the best to win the game and personally I think I think Balogun's the best option and I'd live for the moment <laughs> I'd, I'd safely Balogun
2: Yeah, uh, I think I'm probably in the same in the same boat To to be honest um, I think Balogun ha- has the pace. He also has the physicality as well, and we, we don't know what they're going to do. If it's Giacomakis and Kyogo, if it's one or the other, we're not sure. Obviously, both are, are completely different in, in skill set, um, but I think we'll just have to wait and see on that. But if it was me just now, with everything that we know based on on recent um, games, uh, I'd be probably going for for Balogun. That other slot then, I think... Um, the only other option there, if we're assuming that Roof and Kent start up front, Ross, the only other slot that doesn't have someone um, would, would be um, that other attacking midfield role. I think we could probably assume that Jack and Lundstrom will, will play at the base of the midfield and we'll come on to them, them later. But if we've got Jack, Lundstrom, Kent and um, Roof, Aribo, um I'm on record with Aribo. I don't think he's been great in these games. Certainly not as good as as I feel like he could be, but I still think he will find himself in the team uh, on on Sunday. I think he's just too good that that the manager won't want to to leave him out, but there is that other slot there which needs to go to someone uh, and I think the only three candidates that we have are Aaron Ramsey, Scott Arfield or Fashion Sakala. Um in your mind What's the best option there? Not necessarily the best player, but the best option there to do what we need to do on Sunday. Obviously with that awareness as well of it being Roof instead of Morelos.
3: Again, refer back to my previous point. I'm really glad I'm not the one calling the shots on this because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a headache. I think with regards to, to the Rivo point first and foremost, I think Murillo's out has simplified that to a large degree because Rivo will naturally start now. I don't think that's any kind of great secret. But I was very much in the bandwagon of getting Rivo into the team regardless whether Murillo is fit or not. And I think Rivo would have possibly been the conversation point there had this not happened. So that that's been taken away. Rivo will start again. I don't think that'll come as any great surprise. Um. This is the other one. Now, you said maybe discount who's the best player for what we need. Now, I'm going to discount automatically fashion Scala. I don't think he's starting in this game. An option from the bench, possibly, for looking to try and pin Celtic back and or need pace on the break later on the game. Absolutely fine. No issue with that. I think to start the game, it really is between Arfield and Ramsey. Now, for the physical battle element of it, and I don't want to get bogged down too much in, in that because it is a very Scottish and very archaic and quote clue way of putting things but this is an old firm it can happen we've seen it happen Scott Arfield has been excellent in that regard for Rangers throughout the years is it the kind of thing you want to throw Aaron Ramsey into he is a better footballer that's again not any kind of debatable point don't know it's a tough one I would l- I would go with Ramsey I, I would now as I say I understand Scott Arfield's done excellently in these games before I still think when you have the talent level that Aaron Ramsey has, if you discount the physical element of it, because as I say, I don't want to get bogged down too much in that. How realistic and uh, quixotic that is is another conversation. But with the talent level that Aaron Ramsey has and what he can do for Rangers now, I I think it's going to go for him for me. We've seen it with Wales as well. He has sharp now. We're not talking about... Aaron Ramsey with one leg and a crutch, like maybe we have been in, in the past with his injury record. I think he is getting back to that fit and firing kind of stage now, so I'd be tempted to go with him. I know you might disagree. I know you're a massive Arfield fan, Adam, but, I don't know, as I say, this, this is maybe even more so in the centre-half pair than the toughest one to call for me.
2: Uh, it's an interesting one, because if if you boil it down to what Arfield gives, um, and I know there are people listening that... that agree with what he gives but consistency of availability consistency of quality uh, is always an issue and I 100% get that but if we're looking at a game in isolation in terms of what we know he can give, he has that battling quality um, you would argue probably that Jack and Lindstrom playing as the base almost negate the need for that or, or certainly it doesn't mean it's a big issue if he doesn't play because they have the mobility to get about, they'll snap into tackles, they'll pick up loose balls etc all those things that our field is good at Um his ability to run beyond, I think, is, is key. doesn't always do it well, and when he gets the ball, the quality isn't always there uh, either, but he does have that ability. So, in theory, that is a positive for the game. Um, he is one of those people, those, those personalities in these games. You can tell that he, he revels in it, and again, not to go all 1990s, but that is a, a huge part of... Of what we need in these type of games particularly if we're going to be backs against the wall etc Um, however he has been injured he hasn't played well he came in for about two or three games and played well which which he always seems to do and then kind of fell off a little bit and um, he has had a niggle i think he has been um rested on a few occasions he may be fit and fire and ready to go we just don't know that um but with ramsey laura is it as simple as bringing aaron ramsey in there because he is the best player out of them all, and, and probably one of the top three in terms of the players that we've got, if not if not best in terms of overall quality and, and pedigree. Is it as simple as you for you as bringing him in and playing him in that that number ten role and just asking him to do his stuff?
0: Um, I think for me, with Aaron Ramsey, it is that caveat: if he's fit, he starts. But if he's fit, I think he has to. I think he oh, the the little that we've seen all of him this season and obviously seeing him for Wales you can see that the quality is there it's just a case of is the fitness there so I think if the fitness is there I, I would obviously go with Ramsey um, I also am a huge fa- fan of Arfield but I think I'm kind of the same boat of Arfield as as with Holander that I don't think he's he's quite there fitness wise so I'm probably wrong, but I do think it is a case of this. If we've got Ramsey available, then we have to play him. I mean, this is the kind of game that we brought him in for. So, given the magnitude of it, I think, I think we have to.
3: Adam, I, I, t- I take your point. We, we are, in terms of running and beyond, and that's something that you would miss if you played down Ramsey, then you're completely right. But if we go back to the, to the base conversation we had about trying to create chances for Kamar Roof, if I'm thinking of a player, who can play those passes into Kamara, who can create those chances for him and give him the ball as, as Aaron Ramsay. Now, you had Kent and the Rebo on either side, they're also more capable of doing that themselves. I and- think. It comes back to this again. Morels being out really does change the dynamic of this and it changes the way we need to think about the game. So, yeah, if Morels was there and you had that kind of physical battle and he was the kind of player who could maybe create those chances, fashion them out for himself, then, yeah, you can use Arfield's battling qualities and he's running from beyond completely. But in terms of just trying to give with the ball and get those chances in there for him, I think you're thinking of a player who can pick those kind of passes, create that kind of space and whatnot, probably as Aaron Ramsey for me.
2: Yeah, I think I think looking at it logically, uh, I think it needs to be Ramsey. And um, when you bear in mind as well, we we really need Ramsey to be making an impact on the team, um, and particularly with that that loss of Murray loss, I think it's now is the time. So yeah, if he is fit and available and ready to go, we fill in that slot. Um, let's talk about generally how how we're feeling about the the game itself. Um, sticking with you, Ross, um, might not immediately believe it given given the last couple of months, but it's worth remembering that our record against Celtic is pretty great over the last two or three seasons. Um, I think the way this season has gone in terms of ups and downs throughout um, possibly gives people a little bit more trepidation than we usually have. Obviously, Celtic have been playing well in patches, but more often than not getting great results possibly impacts people's judgment uh, a little bit in terms of how good Rangers are. How are you feeling about the actual game itself? Not necessarily based on form or or anything like that, but the game itself in isolation. What's your your thoughts? What's your hopes for it? Well, hope is that we
3: win it. Um, if, you, if, you're, if you're thinking about the kind of overall context of the season. I'm quite happy to say if we lose on Sunday, it's done. The league is gone. There's no coming back from that six-point deficit and the the high that they would be on as a result of that and the low that we would be on as a result of that. I think they know that. I think we know that. As I say, I don't think that's going to come as any great surprise that anyone's going to lie to themselves and say, otherwise, if we lose on Sunday, the league is over. However, that comes with a flip side motivation, which if we win, it's really as game on. Now, the psychological element of what Sunday can do to both teams, as, as I say, is absolutely huge. If we win and it puts them under massive pressure because... They've made a lot of comments in the media they've done a lot of talking and i think they know themselves that they are being billed as the favorites for the title fair enough the three points clear coming into the the kind of post split area that that's fine you'd be expected to be favorites for the title they know that that brings with its own kind of different sort of pressure now you mentioned our record against celtic in the last couple of years being incredibly good it has been this is for all intents and purposes a bit of a new celtic side though i think you think back to that parquet game i think it was what nine new players or something like that started from last season so it is it's a new group of players they've not been in this position before they've maybe not played in scotland before it is it's a new type of pressure for them our players have experienced this before you can have a conversation about whether we're good chasers or not i think sunday will tell us a lot about that in terms of this team's character whether we can just go and can't really go or really we can battle it out, which is what we're going to have to do if we want to win this but that's why Sunday is so psychologically massive, as well as for the actual logistics of the league table. So my hopes is that we win it. If we lose it, then I think it is game over. A draw doesn't really do us much good. It's a better result for them. Um, it does. It keeps us in it. But with the caveat, the massive caveat of needing to go to Parkhead afterwards and get a result, goal difference at that point probably does become a factor because they have a better goal difference than Right, okay. So... Being level on points isn't going to do us any any great, much of use. So, not to go and call it a must win, but it's a massive, massive opportunity
2: to go and make a statement that they're not going to be able to take this title lightly from us. I think it's a must win in terms of everyone's sanity. <laughs> <If I'm, laughs> well, and that, and that. If I'm being honest, but you're, you're right, it's four points, really. So, a draw keeps it at that, and then we're then looking for uh, snookers to, to coin uh, a phrase from Martin Ramsey. Um, ideally, only one snooker if we can win at Parkhead. But looking at it in isolation, obviously it's, it is on paper easier to to win at Ibrox than it is to to win at Parkhead. So um, it, it does become must win. Certainly, it's absolutely 100% must not lose. Um, although having lived through helicopter Sundays etc., I think it's it's never done until it's it's done. But certainly six points, particularly with all the other. Um, Distractions, nice distractions in the sense of the other competitions that that we've got. Um, I I don't think that's something that we really want to be doing um, is is chasing um, with a a six point deficit. Laura, I know it's a cliche, uh, these type of things, but this game, um, is it more about how Rangers play in this particular game rather than any significant worries about what Celtic can do to us? I want to come on and talk about that game in Parkhead, but just this game in isolation with the team as we know it right now.
0: Um, yes, I do. I think, um, I said said that before the game part ahead. So I think um, if we come out and play our game as we know that we can play it, and we've played well without Alfredo on plenty occasions before, but I do think it is still cliche that if we play our game as well as we can, if we defend the way that we know we can, not the way that we have been defending, um then I think we will win the game. For example, the way the defence... There had been comments about the defence before the first Old Firm at home and we ended up missing... Or We had Leon Balligan playing at right-back and the defence was absolutely superb that day. So I think it's just a case of concentrating defence and the attackers doing what we know we can do. Like Ryan Kent, the way he was against Borussia Dortmund, particularly in the away leg, I don't think that... Um, they are right back will be able to deal very well with Ryan Kent if he plays the way he played against Borussia Dortmund
2: I think that's the key thing isn't it Ross we can debate the formations and we can debate which player plays where but the players need to be up for it, they need to have that mentality that this is, is a game that it is must win the tempo needs to be on point and they just need to show what it means and go out and dominate from the off um, in the game. If we do that, I think we're certainly in with, with more than a good chance of, of getting the win.
3: Well, if our half is up for it as the fans are, then we'll be on to an absolute doozy on Sunday. And that's why I mentioned earlier on about the, the character and the chasing element of it because last season we're going we absolutely cantered to a league. We beat Celtic at Ibrox 1 0 in January and a weird game we were have having a shot on target we still come out with a 1-0 win listen, take that on Sunday every single day of the week but then obviously we go and they are an absolute spent force at the end of the season when we get the battering off them that we absolutely did deserve it's not going to be the case on on Sunday it's, it's going to be probably is going to be a tight game I don't really see any talk either way of, of a battering coming to any kind of fruition it's going to be tight but if they go out there knowing what I'm sure they will know, which is this not quite do or die, as we said, but it's close to it without being do or die as you'd like. You go out there, you get a win, and you're right absolutely in a dog fight for a title, then that that's all the motivation you need. Plus, as I mentioned in the comments that they've made in the media, if you want to pin that up on the dressing room wall, so to speak, then go for it. Every extra bit of motivation helps. So it's all there for them. The stage is proverbially, yeah, easy for me to say, proverbially set on Sunday. Couldn't have been teed up nicer for them. You go, you're in a dogfight for a title. You win the game. You can't really ask for much more than that. And if that doesn't make you a water as a Rangers player, then sorry, you're in the wrong job.
2: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, so let's talk about the, the differences between this game uh, and the game at Parkhead, or, or the major or the perceived differences, as I, I see them just now. I'm going to stick with you first, Ross, on this one. The three main issues. Um, that I saw at the game at Parkhead, not the goals, but well, they were, yeah, they were an issue. But um, where uh, midfield we got completely overrun. Uh, I think having Kamara sitting there as as the number six was was not ideal. Arbery and Arfield just couldn't get a hold of uh, their opposite man, and they they couldn't just get themselves into the game. And I think everything certainly in terms of the attack suffered from that. They got absolutely suffocated. We're now coming into this game with jack and lindstrom we think as as that partnership they have played very well together in pretty much everything every game that they have played since that parkhead game um they've both been fantastic um that changes things quite a bit for me in terms of that dynamic if we assume sales are going to come out and attack from the off and, and punch themselves out, uh, if you like, having those two in there to try and withstand that and form that shield in front of the defence, for me, is a big plus uh, in this type of game, given what we know from from that game at Parkhead. What's your thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, I don't want to preempt you too much, Adam, in terms of the kind of three big issues there, but mine personally, where Kamara was a big issue, Barisic was a big issue and the service to Roof, was a big issue. Now the good thing about that, obviously not at the time, but now is I think all those three issues are fixable or have been fixed. We'll Starting with Kamara, like you said, yeah, having having him as a six didn't work. Hasn't really ever worked. I know Geo was quite keen on it for a while, but I think that might have been the kind of final straw to say, like this is not a thing that we can continue with, it's not viable for Kamara to play in that role, he's just not that kind of player now what we have is a really good pairing in Jack and Lundström who as you mentioned earlier on quite correctly will snap into tackles, will go and collect those balls, Lundström especially is really really good at that, and with Jack he just brings a, a kind of general and, a, and an engine to that midfield that Kamara doesn't have, no harm to Kamara, I like him as a player, he's a very very good player he's just not that kind of role and not we need from him in, in these kind of games he's performed very well for us in all forms previously but just I think with this game it has to be uh, Jack and Lundström as I said about the kind of other issues in there, Barisic was a massive issue apart. Parkhead, that's not going to be a factor, hopefully, on, on Sunday. With regards to basil playing there instead, he's been playing very, very well. And then, as we've spoke about previously, the, the service to Rufo, just has to be night and day eh, to what it was at Parkhead. Because Parkhead was not his fault. If you can't get the ball to him, then what's he meant to do? You can't have him playing the same way as Morales. So it's not going to work. Still, was more of a wider issue there. Barisic kind of being a part of that with the way we play, we want them to try and get the ball up to, to Kent on that side. didn't work at all. So if you fix that, those kind of three major issues, then we could be on to a winner.
2: Can't remember what my third issue was, so I'll just go with that one of yours. But my second <laughs> issue was um, my second issue was was definitely the the each performance, um, which we'll come on to in a second. But Laura, in terms of Jack and Lindstrom, um, they have been fantastic and um, they, they will provide a, a solid base for us. And they'll give us that platform to go forward. I think both of them are very underrated in terms of their, their passing range as well, particularly Lundström. Um, he has that long pass on, on both feet, which is really useful. Um, and they will help us bypass uh, Celtic's attack quite effectively, but also off-ball um, and plug gaps, etc., is, is key, and I think they'll be really good at it. And going by... The press conference uh, earlier today Laura it sounds like Ryan Jack is up for um, shutting a few mouths across the city which is always...
0: Yeah um, Jack uh, Jack does sound like he's up for it but Jack is always up for an old firm obviously um, with him being a, a Boyhood Rangers fan he does not ever want them to get the better of us and I think he will be as angry as any of us at any time they do. In terms of Lundström, what I like about Lundström on top of his passing is he will occasionally take just take a shot from the from the outside of the box if he feels that it's on. And it might be that moment, that, um, for example, the one I think I was watching goals recently, the one he scored against Hearts um, way back at the start of the season, could yep. be the difference between us winning the game and us losing the game. So I will be more than happy with those two in the midfield. But I have been for the last... A couple months since, a couple of months, a couple, of months a couple of weeks since we have started using those two on a regular basis.
2: And yeah, just on Rossi's point about about Barisic, I think obviously I know you're a you're a huge fan of him, but certainly in the last few weeks or or even a few months, if we're being if we're being honest about it, Bassi has been an absolute revelation down that flank. Um, probably longer when you consider how good he's been at centre half as well. I don't think there's much of of a debate there in terms of who will play. Um, but Bassey being able to just have the legs to get the ball and run himself or, or offer that option down that flank gives Celtic something to think about that maybe Barisic wasn't quite able to do in that uh, part kicking. game.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm a huge fan of Barisic, as people know, but I would not have him anywhere near the starting 11 for this game, both for us and for the for the player, because if it goes wrong, I think that will completely I think it will finish him if he's not already finished at Rangers, uh, but yeah, I'd absolutely go with Calvin Batty. I think he's been impressive this season, certainly how he's just like, almost a batter in Ram he just like batters players out of the way to get to the byline, and like he's crossing doesn't always find like where he wants wants it to find but I think he does offers a completely different option um on the left hand side um and yes that would be that would be my ob- obvious obviously be my choice choice for the weekend and he's just just loves playing football and like he won't he's defend defending as well as it's pretty decent and it gives him a bit more like bulk almost in the box for like free kicks and corners and stuff like that. Um, so, yes.
2: That is quite an underrated thing, Ross, isn't it, in terms of, of Bassey's physicality. But Laura's just touched on a really good point there in terms of set-pieces, etc. Those are a weakness for for Celtic. Um, We obviously are very, very good at them. I think we've scored the most in the league so far this season. But a huge part of that is Joe Arribo. So for that reason alone, even if he was playing... Terribly, which I don't, I don't think he is having him in the team. That short corner that we do with with Eribo, where he flexes on at the, the back post, is, is invaluable. It's got his five or six goals over the last um, 18 months or so. Um, that is an avenue to attack, what a spot on about long balls, illusion, etc. All these kind of marginal games. But if we can get our set pieces on point in terms of corners as well, then that is an absolute leveler as well, regardless of what happens.
3: Yeah, and it's not exactly a new thing for us to have joy against Celtic with set-pieces either. We've had set-pieces uh, go well for us in the past against Celtic. You need to look at it. last season, we've got a good few goals from even the Hollander goal, of course, at the start of this season. Ibrox was, was from a corner. So a lot of joy that we get from set-pieces, especially against them. Now, as you mentioned there, we quite rightly we know their deficiencies from defending set-pieces. I kind of thought that would go out the window in the summer for them. Hasn't really seemed to improve that much or any time I've seen them uh, playing. They always seem to be quite suspect at defending set pieces. On the flip side of that, I don't think we're spark. <laughs> I don't think we're sparkling at it either. I have my heart in my mouth every time a ball comes into a box. But it's an absolute area that we can hurt them and we have the players to do it. I think Laura's spot on about the physicality of Bassey in there, Balgan, and Golds and all players that can score from set pieces. And doing it recently as well, we've got delivery from Tav, like it said. We've got the flick on from Ariba, we've got routines that we've tried that are coming off in, in recent weeks and months. I think it's, it's a big, big plus point for us tomorrow because... We can talk about getting the ball to the roof as much as we like. We can talk about the players that can go around supporting whether that be a Rebo, Ken, Ramsey, Arfield, Sakala, whatever, me, you know, always available for these kind of games. We can talk about that To the cows come home. But if that's not coming off and there's every chance that Celtic might defend well and we need to find another way to win, set pieces could be a massive part of that.
2: Definitely. Okay, so I think we're pretty comfortable with the... Uh... What we think is our best starting lineup. I think we've got McGregor and Goals, Tavernier and Bassi as the fullbacks, Goldson and probably Balligan, I think we settled on in terms of, of a partner, Jack and Lindstrom at, at the base, Kent and Aribo wide, Kamara Roof up front, and then I think we just about landed on Aaron Ramsey as the, the number 10, if you like debate that Aribo and Ramsey could switch over or it could be fluids, who knows, but certainly in terms of of the starting 11, I think that's pretty much where we stand with that obvious blow of Morelos not playing. Um, I think everything that has been said today is absolutely spot on. I I think the key point does remain that we absolutely have to get the ball to roof. We cannot play the same way as you would if Marielos was there and, and throw balls up to him and ask him to to work some magic. That is just not what happens for Ruth. Similarly, we can't expect to get down the sides and cross high balls into him because it's just not going to work. It needs to be that combination of play um, that we've seen last season um, in terms of the one touch with with movement and, and breaking through the lines. That is where he comes alive. Um, and we have the added bonus that if there is a loose ball in the box, he more often will, will, will find it, will peel off to the back post and be there to, to put it in the net. So that is a positive for us. But above all else, we need to make sure that we are up for the game, tempo, mentality are all spot on and we come out snapping because I think, as we said, it is must win if we want to go on and, and really get um, ourselves back in front in this title race. Guys, I'm going to finish off with uh, a prediction, please. Laura, I'll come to yourself first. What do you think the score is going to be on Sunday?
0: I refuse to do this in the predictor and the fantasy pod on Monday. Um, I'm going to say hard fought, well-deserved, 2-1 to Rangers.
2: Ross, I don't think it's going to be a massively high scoring game i'm not expecting four twos or four threes uh anything like that what's what's your thoughts on it
3: uh again i can have done a prediction for the the signing sensation show that's coming out on sunday morning for all, all your battle fever there to punt that on the patreon site i'm gonna i'll stick with what i said on that i'll agree with laura 2 2 rangers
2: adam do you know i'm gonna go for that as well um, I was going to go 2-0, but I'm going to be more cautious on that and I'm going to go for go for a 2-1. Um, but I absolutely think it's well within our gift to do this. We need to remember um, who are the champions, who has the, the upper hand in, in these games. Um, as Van Brockhorst said in his press conference, um, we didn't play well in the first half um, at Parkhead, but we've learned from that. And I think overall since then, I think it's fair to say that performances have trended up the way, massively so in terms of... In terms of Europe, we have had a couple of bumps uh, domestically in the league, but we are a different team tactically, stylistically. Players that are playing now is a different type of game. We are at home and we should go improve. and prove why we're the champions. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with a 2-1. Laura, thank you very much for joining me on tonight's show.
0: Thank you very much for having me on tonight's show.
2: And
3: Ross, thank you. Uh, thank you Adam I hope your weekend and everyone who's listening's weekend is as good as I want it to be
2: absolutely as we said at the start it is a massive two weeks to to come I hope we kick off on Sunday with a win thank you all for listening and David will be back on Monday to review the weekend
1: thank you if you check
2: out Rangers pools you can try their free to enter weekly giveaways for this week's competition all you have to do is predict the time of the first goal in the Old Firm game this Sunday If you get the correct time, you could be in to win £100. Go visit www.rangerspools.com and click on the banner on the homepage to enter. Best of luck.
1: Podcast Network.